Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz and we are presented by the American Raptors. American Raptors are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. And their games are free. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free tickets for this upcoming season. That's AmericanRaptors.com. Today we have a pretty fun show. Uh, I'm going to power rank CU's positions or position groupings, I should say. We've got eight positions. We'll get through them in a bit here. And then we're going to hear from Coach Kyle Devan, the new offensive line coach of the Buffs. I think this is a great interview for you guys to hear. Uh, Devan has been someone that has been talked about glowingly by players and other coaches alike this summer. And just hearing his perspective on the game and just hearing him talk about this team, I think would be pretty encouraging for you all to hear and could possibly help instill some hope for next Friday's game, not just next Friday's game, but this season, as it seems like the offensive line play is going to be much, much improved compared to what we all saw last year. So getting into it, let's go to the power rankings for CU's position groups we got eight position groups. It's wide receiver, O-line, tight end, running back, quarterback, D-line, linebackers, and then I just group cornerbacks and safeties into a collective as defensive backs. So one through eight. Going to explain my reasoning why. Uh, maybe this is something we'll do throughout the season uh, just to kind of check in and see how the team is progressing overall. Um, even if the, a position is at number eight, it doesn't necessarily mean they're weak or bad. It's just that, that there are other positions of strength on this team, of course. So starting off at number eight, we're going to go with the tight end room. Brady Russell leading that room. It's a lot of young guys, though. Uh, Eric Olsen, Caleb Farrier, Austin Smith, uh, all redshirt freshmen. And Brady Russell, of course, being the six-year senior, one of the leaders on this team and has been a mainstay for quite a while. Obviously, Brady is talented. He can stretch the field, and I think you're going to see a lot more of him in terms of versatility and just downfield passing attack this season as opposed to last year. I mean, he led the team in receiving in 2021 with only 25 receptions at 307 yards. I think we all would like to see more production in general from the tight ends, but in Brady Russell in general. So tight ends going to be rounding up the list at number eight. At number seven, we're going to go to the wide receivers. I kind of had a little bit of trouble placing this one, and honestly, placing it at seven felt a little off, uh, but this is a group that, I mean, they lost Brendan Rice, of course, but this is a group that is yet to really prove, I think, that there are, you know, solidified, you know, legit number one, number two slot guys on this team. I think that's something that they're all going to find out this year. They've talked a lot about versatility. Um, you're going to hear from Montana Lamonius Craig this weekend in some of the practice notes when that article comes out. But of course, RJ Sneed being the big addition to this wide receiver room and potentially being the best receiver on this team as soon as he gets on the field, which happened on Monday. He is back at practice and gearing up to try and get ready to go against TCU. Uh, there was a film room I just posted yesterday on the site at thedmvr.com if you want to check that out, breaking down RJ Sneed and Josh Chandler Semedo's game. 
On RJ Sneed, though, he's someone who played particularly out of the slot, using a lot of like in-breaking routes, not a lot on his plate given at Baylor. So it's a step up in terms of that for Sneed. Also, you got Montana Montana, Lemonius Craig, Daniel Arias, Chase Penry, Ty Robinson, and then you got the freshmen, Jordan Tyson and Jack Hysteria that we talked about. Chase Soul is going to be in the fold as well. So it's just a really young group, obviously. And with guys like Daniel Arias and RJ Sneed kind of leading them in terms of seniority, Maurice Bell, throw him in there as a redshirt senior. That That's going to be huge for this receiving core, I think. How fast can those guys kind of bring along the younger wide receivers and potentially get other guys like Montana Lamonius Craig. It would be awesome to see him have a massive jump in terms of ability and production. We'll see if that happens. But as of right now, I'm just going to have the wide receivers at number seven. At number six, this is where I kind of had the tussle with the receivers. I put the defensive backs at number six, though. Obviously, they lost two of their starters at cornerback from the transfer portal. But you got guys like Kalen Moore and Nico Reed, young guys who played last year. Throw Nigel Bethel in there, too, that obviously are young but have some game experience. So while things could be a little shaky to get started off, I'd say this is a more experienced group than the wide receiver core, even though it's a lot of freshmen. And of course, you have Isaiah Lewis kind of leading them all as the safety, the sort of do-it-all safety. He's going to be playing some strong, it looks like, but we'll see exactly what his role is once they take the field against TCU. With Isaiah Lewis kind of leading this group, he mentioned that he's healthy now. Uh, He had a shoulder surgery over the summer. Uh, Coach Durrell told us on Wednesday at the front range huddle. So now he's healthy and hopefully ready to contribute. He was actually CU's leading tackler last year. Hopefully that's not the case. Usually when you have a safety as your leading tackler, it's not good news, um, but we'll see. We should also mention Jalen Strikers in the mix as well. I think he's going to be starting alongside Isaiah Lewis. So while this group is young, they have seen game action, and that has to just bring some confidence to come along with them. On to number five, we've got the offensive line. Um, you know, maybe a bit high, some would say, from what we saw last year. But I think this could actually be a fairly low rating compared to what we would be thinking, you know, a month, two months down the line, potentially from this group. Uh, you're going to hear from Coach Kyle Devan, former uh, NFL coach, worked last year as an analyst at Michigan. And he's got a lot of great things to say once we're done with these power rankings. But this offensive line has a lot of versatile and veteran players. Talk about Noah Fenske, Casey Roddick, uh, Frank Phillip. And then you got the big transfer, Tommy Brown, coming in. Jake Wiley's also in the fold, too. And you'll hear when we talk to Coach Devan, uh, he mentions a couple of the other younger guys and other transfers, Alex Harkey and Luke Eckerd, too, as people that are also going to be in this offensive line rotation. One of the big takeaways I've taken over the last uh, week and a half on the job is just the depth of this offensive line. It seems that this team is really confident, not only in the one through five group, but in seemingly that second team, you know, the six, seven, eighth, even the ninth and 10th guys, they feel really good about. So this is definitely a group to keep your eye on. They could absolutely shoot up this power rankings list as we move through the season. At number four, we're going to go with the quarterbacks. Um, obviously Brendan Lewis, the incumbent starter from last year, he's in the competition with JT Shrout. I don't think we're going to get an announcement from coach Durrell, whether or in terms of who the starter will be, uh, against TCU. Of course, Owen McCown has been a guy that has received a lot of buzz just because of his name, but also because of his play in the scrimmages. He's looked really good in terms of being able to control the offense and also just ability. He can throw the ball. I mean, it jumps out of his hand. It's obvious to see. Hopefully we don't see too much of Owen McCown this year, but he's one of the reasons why I have the quarterback group 
up at number four. To JT Shroud, though, I would assume he becomes the starter. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. There also was some talk about maybe a two-quarterback system. Uh, check out the article I have coming out later today recapping the front-range huddle that happened on Wednesday at Blake Street Tavern. We talked to Coach Troy Calhoun at Air Force and, of course, Coach Carl Durrell of CU. Um, Coach Carl Durrell gave us a lot of information kind of about the process that's going into this decision of the starting quarterback and just the quarterback room in general. Number three, we're going to go with the running backs. Uh, a bit more of a veteran group, which is one of the main reasons I have them up at number three. Of course, Alex Fontenot and Deion Smith have struggled with injuries and haven't been able to stay on the field. So we don't really know exactly what we're getting this year, but it seems like they are ready to kind of take the bull by the horns and lead this team, uh, the, the running back room in general. You're going to have Jay Lee Stacks in the fold. You're going to have Charlie Offerdale in the, whole, in the fold also. Expect to see a lot of those guys. Uh, I'd also expect to see multiple running backs on the field at the same time, too. It's going to be a fun, smash-mouth, versatile offense from the reports we've been hearing in camp. At number two, I don't think these, I mean, process of elimination here, right? You already know which groups are coming up. At number two, we have the defensive line. Number one, we have the linebackers. So the front seven, again, is the strength for this Colorado football team as it was last year. Although this year, we're all hoping it's a little different. Uh, of course, hoping that this strength of this team in the front seven isn't on the field all the time uh, due to three and outs and just bad offensive play. This defensive line, though, is very intriguing. It's one of the groups that obviously stood out to me in last year in terms of the film I watched. Talk about Terrence Lang, Guy Thomas. You also have Naeem Rodman and Jalen Sammy uh, looking to potentially be the starters. Uh, we'll see exactly who takes the field again against TCU. Um, we should also mention that Janaz Jordan was dismissed from the team. This is something we found out at the front range huddle. We haven't been able to get details on exactly what happened, but Janaz Jordan not on this roster anymore. Regardless, there's still other guys that project to make an impact. Some young guys uh, also. Uh, Alvin Williams, also uh, Aaron Austin have been mentioned as guys who have been popping in camp, which leads us to our number one group for the Colorado Buffs in the 2022 season, the linebackers. I mean, it's quite obvious, isn't it? you got Quinn Perry and Robert Barnes, some guys who have been here for a while, but also have also just been productive, have been great players for this team, even when things haven't been going great. And then, of course, the guy making the big headlines out of this group, the graduate transfer from West Virginia. We talked about him on Wednesday's pod in the transfers um, segment. Josh Chandler Samedo, this is a guy who had 110 tackles for West Virginia last year, and Coach Carl Durrell has already mentioned that he's become one of the leaders for this team, not just this defense, but the team in general. Uh, he popped last Saturday making plays behind the line of scrimmage for the Buffs defense, and he did that at West Virginia also. Um, he's, as I mentioned with RJ Sneed, we did a little film room or I did a little film room on him on Wednesday. If you want to check out some of his highlights and what makes his game really good and a great addition for this Buffs defense, be sure to check that out. All right. So there it is. Let's run through it top to bottom again. Number one, linebackers, two defensive line, three running backs, four quarterbacks, five offensive line, six defensive backs, seven, the wide receivers and eight, the tight ends rounding up everyone. Uh, again, we'll check in with this maybe a month or two down the line here. It's not something I want to do too regularly, but I think this is a fun exercise to kind of gauge the, the strengths and kind of the concerns of each position group uh, as we examine this roster ahead of the TCU game. All right, I'm going to cut it to 
uh, yesterday, on Thursday, we talked to offensive line coach Kyle Devan um, about plenty of things. It was the first time I was able to speak to him. And I'll tell you right now, I was pretty impressed. The guy was awesome. He gave great answers and great information without giving away too much on what we should see on the field Friday. But uh, it's a great interview. So here he is, Coach Kyle Devan, offensive line coach of the Colorado Buffs football team. But first, a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery has a birthday coming up, 32 years young. To celebrate, Breck Brew is throwing a weekend-long hootenanny. Kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, of course, and games, October 8th and 9th at their, little, at their Littleton location. They've got national acts like Spin Doctor and local favorites, Railroad Earth, rocking Out. So stay tuned to everything DMBR for hootenanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. Check out events.seated.com backslash hootenanny22 for more details on tickets and artist lineup. That's events.seated.com slash hootenanny.com. Link is in the description. Also, your guys already know what it is. Shout out to DraftKings. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now is the best time of year to get in. New customers can get five or can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. You can also place a same-game parlay for a shot and even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, one per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as eight $25 free bets. Restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Game is about a week away, so yeah. you, got all, you got all the answers for your offensive line, right? Yeah, yeah it's eight days. We, uh, you know, we're, we're making that transition into uh, TCU. You know, we like to talk about during camp or when we have these crossover periods, we go against Chris Wilson and we go against the Colorado defense, and then now we're changing over. Now we're going against TCU and, and, and their defense. So I think this has been the first full day we've devoted a majority of our time, which has been awesome, and I really like the uh, the attention, the details, and getting the reps in and if you're not in getting the mental reps so I, I really like where the guys are man it's, it's been it's been fun to be honest you know it's been on it's, it's been fun to work with a bunch of hungry young men that have the ability and have the capability and, and now we're putting it all together how's tommy brown's progression coming back from the injury yeah yeah tommy's been awesome obviously uh he's been out there um the extent you know uh, you got to talk to coach Darrell regarding you know that but but really like where tommy is uh where he's at currently and and uh you know, when you play in Alabama for four years, his foundation's really strong from a football IQ standpoint. So, so that part, we, he's been locked in with us. Now it's just getting the uh, physical stuff back. So, um, like where he's at, and, and uh, like like uh, like to see him keep progressing. Is he going to be ready for TCU? Yeah, it's Coach Durrell. You got to ask him. Okay. I spoke so, to Frank and uh, Frank and Casey played all last season on the right side. Yeah. We've seen them on the left uh, this fall. Yeah. Is that where you see them starting the season out because they've been there throughout the fall? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I like those two together. They're, they're roommates. They're friends. They've been doing this a long time. I think when you get in the O-line, there's uh, there's comfort level to it, you know. So, you know, it's, it's you, your calls become less because you're so used to the sound that the guy makes and the umph and the uh and the hey. And so you get used to that. And, and, you know, whether they go out there left guard, left tackle, you know, you've got to be at the game Friday night. And, uh, 8.04, you'll, you'll know where the lineup is. So. I 
spoke to uh, Casey Roddick and yeah. Olafensky last week. They gave glowing reviews on the coaching you provided for them this season. What was the, probably the biggest thing you've learned in your time before you got here? I mean, you know, I think I, I've been blessed when I when I retired and transitioned to coaching, just being in so many different systems, right? I think, you know, every system I've able to I, I've been able to learn something new that I hadn't been. I've been in a started in a pro pro style system, then we went to a no huddle system, which is kind of what you know what we're running now at times. Then I was uh, in a spread system, an up tempo spread system, and then. My year at Michigan kind of got back into the gap schemes and be kind of being able to do all the things that I've wanted to do, right? You know, be a multiple run scheme and, and being with Josh Gaddis and Shrone Moore kind of, you know, it, it just kept growing my knowledge of the game. And because uh, you get in a system and you might have a focus here or focus there, but I want to be multiple. I, I want I want when the NFL turns on our film to see the guys being able to run all the different run schemes, being able to have multiple protections. I think. Because of my time in the NFL and evaluating no linemen, right? You, you watch guys and they just slide left or they slide right or they only run inside zone read. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that sets them up for success at the next level. So I, you know, when when, when this thing came about with Coach Durrell and, and Coach Stanford, you know, I wanted to make sure it was right fit for what I wanted to do, and and I think it's it's been awesome. We're we're, we're gonna be multiple in, in in every facet, not not just multiple in run schemes, just multiple in every which way you can think of. So. Um, I, I think my my career track being in all the different systems, I think has made me a better coach today. So hopefully they're they're feeling that. You weren't here last year, but do you have a sense for the areas Jake Wiley's kind of made strides in, and areas that he feels more confident? Yeah, Jake Jake's first year, you know, as a as a as a starter as a player last year, right? Uh, you know, he, it was he was just so young and so new. So we we've kind of sat down and talked about everybody has deficiencies. So we talk about minimizing your deficiencies and maximizing what you're really good at so if i could raise your floor and increase your, and maximize your strengths man you could be a good player so jake jake knows his weaknesses you can't avoid them right i can't I, a guy with short arms i can't make his arms longer but i can utilize his strengths and so jake jake's a very athletic guy and, and so if jake starts efficiently right he gives himself a great chance to be successful and, and uh and so we've talked about we especially in the past game Right, and, and I know that's an area of struggle last year. We said, okay, this is what you're good at. This is where you struggle. Okay, well, let's control the struggle part and maximize what you're really good at. So he's done a great job of accepting, you know, the truth in, in a way and, and saying, okay, I, I, can, I can not mask it, but I don't have to. I'm not going to put myself in a position to be vulnerable on the edge. We are seeing a strong O-line this season or this, these scrimmages. What do you fine-tuning these last final weeks and days? You know, just uh, getting into, you know, as we get through fall camp, we put in things conceptually, right? You're going to spend one day, it's going to be all inside zone, it's going to be outside zone, then it's going to be gap scheme, and then it's going to be whatever else. So now it's about doing everything on the same day and then really a different defense, right? Being able to say, okay, whether you're going to get to a four down or a three down or a five down team, well, now you've got to be able to adjust all those runs on in a whole period because that's what the defense does. And, and so it's – it's been fun with the transition. I think the guys have, have learned from it, you know, especially because they have experience. Um, and, I, and I think playing against Coach Wilson has been awesome for our guys because we see it so much on a daily basis. Um, we often ask receivers about their rapport with the quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. How important is the rapport between the center and the quarterback, and how are you seeing that in yeah. that competition right no, now? No, I, I think you know, with my playing experience, if you want to play center for me, you're held to a higher standard. right? Because if, if the ball does not get to the quarterback, whether you're in gun or under center, 
the play never can start. So they are held to a higher standard. They're the ones that start our ID system. And if they don't ID it correctly, we could we could be off and, and have an um, unsuccessful play. So I hold those guys to a higher standard. Hold those guys to the highest of the standard in the O-line room, and then we we practice it a ton. You know, if the guy, whether uh, um, the quarterback center exchange and under center are gone, is is poor that day. I mean, they're going to continue to work on the after practice. We do ton pre-practice, but then post-practice, it's not time to go shower. No, let's get let's get 20, 30, 40 snaps in, so we can we can lock that in and be better. We've heard a lot about the depth of this group, but you also have guys like Tommy, Casey, and Noah mm-hmm. who played all over the offensive yeah. line. What does that versatility do for your group, and does that give you confidence in them? Yes, no, it definitely does. And, and uh, you know, with Coach Durrell, you know, spent a lot of time in the NFL. We, we modeled the NFL where if you don't start at, at left tackle, you better be able to play two or three positions, right? Nobody, and when I recruit you or, or you're young in the system, nobody is a left tackle. Nobody's a right tackle. You play tackle, and then you play guard. And I think it, it helps when you get to the season, guys are banged up, and, and you're able to say, okay, Casey, go out there and jump and play right tackle. And he's not looking at you cross-eyed like, whoa. He's like, oh, I've done that. Yeah, I'm good. Or a tackle moving inside. So having the versatility allows you to play the best five or the best six. You know, not pigeonholed where he's your fifth best or your eighth best offensive line, but he's the only one that plays left tackle. I want guys, and then the competition raises. And as we can move guys around and, and you feel the competition, everybody, it's natural as athletes, we're going to rise to the competition. So if I put somebody else in there and he plays well, you, well, you better pick your play up, otherwise you can get passed up. So beyond those five or six veterans that we've talked about a lot, what's your comfort level in that sort of second group as far as being able to put them out on a game? Yeah, I mean, golly, you know, we we, uh, we feel really good about Alex Harkey, you know, coming in from, from Tyler, Texas, junior college, and he's done a great job transitioning um, into Division One football. He, he's been a great asset and, and gets a ton of reps uh, with the different groups. Um, Luke Eckert, from, you know, he, he transferred in, and, and uh, um, uh, he's, he'll be a second-year player, and he's grown into the, into the interior position and can play on the outside as well. You know, feel really good where he's at. And, and then, you know, last one, I, I think Bam, I think, well, Bam Wells, we call him Bam, but Bam Wells has, done, has really done a great job. You know, he, he comes from a program down in Houston that, I mean, he's one of the smartest freshmen I've ever been around, to be honest. And, and so I really like where he's at. And, and then he has a little toughness to him. So um, th- those three of the newcomers have, have done great. And, you know, Travis Gray, local kid that's been here in the spring, you know, he's he's picked up his level of play because he's seen the other, the other guys. He's like, whoa, okay, it's different. I'm not I'm not playing because there's nobody else to play. I, I got I to gotta pick my game up. So I uh, really like where those, those four young guys are. Uh, Tank, yeah, no, no. So I, I, I consider I put Tank in the other group. Okay. To be honest, you know, Tank's a kid that, that obviously came off an injury last year, man, and and didn't what didn't um, practice in the spring. Can I say that? Do you guys know that? Okay, that's fine. Um, didn't practice in the spring and, and wore the we called the blueberry jersey, right? Can't touch him, can't hit him, and and we talked about it all spring, um, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, every day he got to do a little bit more. He was. That much more exciting, that much more ready, and, and you know, with linemen especially, most athletes, you have an injury and you go two ways. You either check out for the entire time of your injury, right, your recovery, or you're so motivated to get back and not get injured again. It takes one of those guys that it motivated him, to be honest, and cha- and he was able to change his body during that time. And and man, I, I'm really excited where Tank is. You know, he's a very versatile kid that can play both sides. You know, for a seven footer, we call him Gigantor, for a seven footer. To be able to bend and, and, and move out of his stance and utilize his length, I mean, that's 
that's it's a real deal for him. So I'm really excited about Tank and where he's come from in a year's time. Before we wrap up today's show, let's shout out Green Mountain Dental Group. They've been a supporter of DNVR since the very beginning. We've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. Located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood, tell the team that DNVR Sports sent you and you can get $300 discount for full orthodontics treatment for new patients. If you mention DNVR Sports, you can also get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. That was Coach Kyle Devan, the offensive line coach for your CU Buffs this season. Pretty impressive guy, honestly. I mean, he's been through a lot of places in his coaching career already, and having him just talk about the marriage of being multiple and versatile and how he and coach coach Carl Durrell and Mike Sanford really gelled with that. And that's the reason why he joined this team was particularly exciting and something that stood out to me. It seems like this team, at least the coaching staff is all on the same page offensively when it comes to versatility, not only in the run game, but in their looks and formations. So expect to see that when the TCU game comes on. Uh, it was also great to hear him talk at length about no offense, Casey and uh, Tommy Brown. I mean, these are guys that are going to be mainstays for this offensive line this season and part of the reason why this team will succeed or fail. It was great to hear him talk about the young guys also. Just an awesome, bright dude. Looking forward to catching up with Coach Kyle Devan later on this season. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's pod. Thanks again for checking in. We just recorded a draft pod this morning also. That should be in the Buffs feed uh, very shortly, if not shortly after this one's posted. It could already be there. I haven't checked, actually. Um, also, be sure to check out the film room on the site. You're going to have an article coming today about the Front Range Huddle sometime after this podcast is posted. And then keep an eye out also for some practice notes and quotes later this weekend. We're going to co- talk to Coach Carl Durrell again tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning, and hopefully a couple other players to try and gauge exactly how this team is going to look against TCU. All right, guys, thanks again. Thanks for listening to DMVR Buffs. We'll catch you next week where we are previewing a live football game. Get excited. It's almost here. Until then, take care.